talking film with your host Kirk and whatever else just might come up. So grab a popcorn or grab a beer. The pod's starting soon. It's a hell of a thing. Alright, hello everybody. Welcome to Back to Hell of a Thing. Uh, this episode is one of a lot of firsts. It's my first time recording outside of the Lower Peninsula of Michigan. It's my first time with a guest other than Nick. Um, shout out to Nick. Hopefully you're listening to episodes that don't have you. And <clears throat> it is the first time we have an original, one of the original three members of the hell of a thing crew that's not me on the podcast here i am uh so you've you've been graced with his voice every other episode at the beginning and the end but now you get the whole episode worth of his voice so here i am here's uh mike metcalf ladies and gentlemen hello mike metcalf here i am (laughs) uh i have no credentials (laughs) other than we've been best friends for long time kirk says seventh grade i see eighth grade it was seventh grade Uh uh-huh uh, like Kirk said, eighth grade. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by Paps Blue Ribbon and whatever else we could find in the refrigerator. Heineken, fuck that shit. <laughs> Paps Blue Ribbon. Folks, we're here to talk about Dennis Hopper today. <laughs> Dennis Hopper episode. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good one. That's not what today's about, no. but that would be a really good episode. That would be a very good episode. I can think of at least like five I have opinions on oh, dude, Dennis so Hopper many. movies. So yeah, many. and just his career in general. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Why don't you tell me what we're going to talk about, though? So today we're going. So we're going to do two episodes. Uh, the first one, though, is going to be um, musical representation in movies, Correct. which is. It's fitting because you're a musician. You've been mm-hmm. a musician for as long as I've known you. Like we we were in a, multiple bands together multiple, when we were growing yeah. up. Um, Sally Forth, long live. Yeah, R.I.P. We were just <laughs> listening to the. We're up at uh, an undisclosed location in northern Michigan right now in the Upper Peninsula, but we did listen to our band's demo a few days ago, which was pretty fun. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. My dad said we were good, and I was like, I mean, that's nice, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, yeah talking fun. about uh, music representation in a film, it's kind of wild because you think about music and you think about movies. These are the two largest uh, mediums of entertainment. Oh, in totally. Today's, you know, when you think about it, we really do live in a society. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a society. We live in a society. But those really are the two biggest mediums as far as. Um, entertainment today and it's kind of funny how really one can't uh, mix with the other very well well sometimes they do it really good that's kind of what we're talking about but on a grand scale it, it usually comes off as shaky whether it's um you know biopics about musicians or if a musician tries to become an actor or something like that mm-hmm. it's usually kind of shaky and, and there's a lot of people that do it well but and I'd, I'd say that the industries are hard to blend but like yeah. the the art forms themselves like me like even when before movies had sound, like mm-hmm. before they recorded sound, yeah. they still were accompanied by music. Yeah, totally. So there's all, like the two go hand in hand. Well, not me- me- movies going hand in hand with music, but uh, music is a very important part to you know film going back to sure, its, its birth. And you think about our generation. I mean the the um, like music videos. Oh yeah, so important, right? Yep. I mean, I remember like. Like, there's a lot of particular music videos and probably a lot of Gen Xers, too. So, 
that generation on. Um, man, I think about like certain Fall Out Boy music videos, and those are the first ones that always come to mind. But Tool music videos. Yeah, huge. Um, not many others than that. I don't really watch many music videos now. We were just talking about the uh, Old Town Road music video. Have you seen it yet? <laughs> no, I haven't watched it. Okay, that's what we were talking about. you got to mm. see it, dude. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah. But so... you. Like a month ago, mm-hmm. or more than that, when we decided to do this, yeah. um, <clears throat> you sent me a list of three specific movies that right. you wanted to talk about, which mm-hmm. I was super excited to talk about them, because one of them is my favorite movie of all time. My, my favorite movie. One of my favorite Rockstar movies. Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Yeah. Love okay. <laughs> no, A Star is Born from last year with Bradley Cooper. Oh, like yeah. That, I think that movie is incredible. I saw it a bunch of times in theaters, and I just love it. I love everything about How it. How many times did you see it? <clears throat> I... Tr- like in theaters, probably like four or five times. Really? Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> Remember you were saying earlier, you're like, man, I'm broke. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's why. Dude. <laughs> I was like, that's why. dude. Yeah. I wanted to watch it because it's on uh, HBO. Yeah. Shouts out HBO. Mm-hmm. On the go or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was going to watch it one more time, but then I was like, it got all hectic. I was like, I don't got time. Yeah. But I did see it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So you, you brought up uh, Stars Born, Green Room, and Rockstar yeah. with, with uh, Mark Wahlberg. Right. Correct. And so, what? What? Explain why you picked those three specifically. Uh, so it's just more of like kind of a sliding scale sort of thing. Uh, Star is Born does a surprisingly good job of representing professional uh, musicians and kind of the struggle with songwriting and with uh, the kind of grapple with fame and stuff like that. And obviously, I'm not famous, but uh, from every single book I've read, from bands or every single story you hear or liner notes, or whatever, that seems to be the most close to it. And also, a lot like. Rockstar, which I'm going to badmouth in a minute here, but I'll, like <laughs> Rockstar, it uses uh, uh, real musicians as the background actors. You know, Lucas Nelson in The Promise of the Real plays the backup band for Bradley Cooper. Oh, cool. Uh, that's Willie Nelson's son in his band. Oh, nice. I yeah, yeah actually, I think they helped write a lot of the, the music for it, too. Um, and Rockstar, I think, uh, you know, it's a heavy metal band, but like Zach Wilde plays the lead guitar player in that movie and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah, if you go that. and rewatch the movie, did you for this? Uh, no, but I, I, say, I mean, so you I, did just as much as I did. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I, I, I watched it so many times back right. when it, when we were young and like shouts, it, shouts out to our friend who will shout our name nameless that made us watch it a lot <laughs> over and over up. again. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. But, yep. uh, but yeah, so I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really familiar with the, right. with what's going and on. And I think that's part of what makes, uh, Star is Born, or at least this iteration of it work really well. I also like to, uh, preface by saying this is the only iteration of a Star is Born I've actually seen. Yeah, I know here. about... The Chris Christopherson and uh, Barbara Streisand version, uh, that would be like our parents' era. It was like 76, I think it came yeah, out. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Um, and then the one before that is... Judy Garland. Judy Garland, and I can't remember the guy's name. And then there's one even before yep. that, and I don't know even who's in that one. Yeah, I don't remember. I should have done research, and we don't have the internet <laughs> up up in this undisclosed location in, yeah. <laughs> in northern Michigan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's out in the boonies. Um, I think that's part of what makes A Star is Born work really well. Yeah. Um, and also, they're at like, real locations. I think there is a concert at Red Rocks which is a famous venue in, outside of Denver. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think there's a couple of theaters. They, they do a show at the Grammys, mm. you know, stuff like that. SNL. There's SNL, that's right. That's yep. right. Um, uh, let's see, what else? So the next one is Green Room. Green Room is a serviceable representation of... So, so before before we move on to Green Room, let's Oh, yeah, yeah, about, we can keep talking so, so yeah, let's, let's, let's actually yeah. Like dive into... Yeah, so, no, for sure. <clears throat> so, I mean, it's, you know, it's a famous story. It's just yeah. he's, you know... A, what I found interesting was he isn't a country musician, right. but he also isn't fully like a rock star. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just like a famous 
like musician, which I feel like yeah. that he took a lot of inspiration from Chris Christopherson because his character Jackson Maine in The Star Is Born is from my perspective very similar to Chris Christopherson as a musician. Totally crossover, yeah, crossover. Like not like not specifically you know mm-hmm. country exclusive or rock yeah. exclusive, but just very you know just it's good yeah to listen to like totally. it's just good kind of music. Um, so I feel like that kind of carried over from the previous iteration. I think that's what helps. Uh, uh, that's kind of what helps you get a larger audience too. Is by not making it any specific one thing or the other. Yeah. And uh, and I think if you look at all the legendary artists or artists that are playing on that level, are artists who have not necessarily broken boundaries, but at least are trying to take inspiration from other genres. You know, he's clearly coming from that kind of new Nash school of Nashville. Yeah. But. Um, but there's a lot of rock and roll going on there. Mm. Um, and then, what is Lady Gaga's character's name? I can't remember. Um, Lady Gaga's character. Oh, man. Why, I, I know. Notice. We'll think of it in a minute yeah. here. It'll come to us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it in like two, month, two or three months. Okay. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. She's going like straight pop. Yeah. Oh, Which yeah. I thought was interesting. Like too. sellout pop. Like she. Yeah. 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 Like, like that's that's kind of like the top the, forty pop. Yeah. That's kind of like adds to the tension is because totally. You know he's all about you know if you have something to say mm-hmm. everyone's listening so be true to yourself and yeah. like be honest and just you know s- just say what you have to say yeah you know, just sell out which is eventually what you know she mm-hmm. ultimately does. Which I think happens to so many artists today. Oh yeah. And I think a lot of people try to hang on to certain artists. I don't want to make this a whole episode about trashing on pop music today, but there's so many artists out there where they're really trying to hang on to them, you know, like oh, yeah. give them some sort of integrity. Yeah. And it's like they're just, they're not. You know what I mean? Lady, I will say that Lady Gaga is not one of those artists. I oh, not at all. She's truly an amazing musician. Yeah. She was, I think she was perfectly cast in this movie. Oh, she's amazing, yeah. right? She's like, incredibly talented, like just raw talent. You I think about like. any other pop musician from right now, like couldn't have done it. You yeah. Know, could no. not have done it. Yeah. And a great uh, directorial <clears throat> de- debut from Bradley Cooper. Oh, for sure. Which seems kind of shaky to make his first direct to make his directorial debut be a um, be a remake. Yeah, it's already kind of a right. some shaky ground there. But uh, um, no, he pulled it off. Mm-hmm. And shouts out to Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> yeah, big yeah, shouts was... out Andrew Dice Clay. I honestly didn't. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't even realize that was him until like the third time I saw it. Really? Yeah. 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 I think I was telling you because you see him in the op- we were talking about this yesterday. You see him in the opening credits or whatever, and like, oh, that's cool. And I thought he'd just be like a bit character, and then like halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, he's the dad. Yeah. He's just not wearing his glasses or you know his leather jacket, and smoking a cigarette. Yeah. That's just kind of how you think of him as like 1982 yeah. still fingerless gloves. Yeah, fingerless gloves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was crazy. Um, so yeah, so you so you think you said that this is. You know, you see it as an accurate representation of, yeah. you know, being a touring musician. And totally. So what <clears throat> what about it, other than that, makes you think that the representation of music is, like, this is how it should be? It works. So I think it is, it is I don't know, have you listened to just the soundtrack or oh, anything? Of course. I was going to say, times. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they clearly put work into the music itself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Most of the time, and we'll get to Rockstar in a minute here, but... Um, it's just clearly serviceable for the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I kind of have that sentiment towards Green Room as well. But um, A Star is Born, they put just as much into the music itself as they did um, the movie. Um, what did I just say? Did I say that right? They put just as much yeah. work into the movie as they did the music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
like they actually brought in writer well lady gaga helped write a lot of it um lucas nelson promised the real father john misty helped write a lot of the songs on it uh they brought in real musicians i think that's part of what made i mean not that i've seen it but i think that's why the 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 chris christopherson barbara streisand was such a success too yeah because it's, it's actual musicians yeah, doing it musicians, yeah. um, and I, I know that's kind of going back to my original point but uh it's really good songs in yeah the movie too definitely and like that that's kind of like so this is kind of a blend of the industries like how yeah. we said at the top of the show mm-hmm. like it's hard to blend industries but it's not hard to blend art forms yeah yeah, yeah. so it's like they they kind of like went they made an attempt at the film industry with the film. Right. And then also made an attempt at the music industry with the soundtrack and the music. Like, mm-hmm. because it does, like you said, it does survive on its own as yeah. a soundtrack oh, and totally. as music on its own. 100%. So, yeah, so that kind of is the exception to what we were saying mm-hmm. earlier. And I think one of the other things that makes that movie work is a lot of the, um, man, I've been in a band on the road and stuff like that. All there is to do is drink and yeah. party. Hate it so much after a while, and you can tell everyone's depressed, but they're kind of doing it to keep up some sort of facade. Yeah, you know, like uh, not that I've done it on that level before, mm-hmm. touring wise, but like even just like the being in a van and stuff like that. All oh, there is to do because you can't wander that far from the venue. Right, you kind of got to stick around. You hate what you're eating. You're sick of your bandmates, so you just drink. <laughs> yeah, and it's just or do other you know hobbies, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's really. It, it's a it's a pretty uh, grossly incestuous kind of culture it creates in there. Yeah. Um, and it also shows a lot of the depression. You know, obviously Bradley Cooper's character. If you've seen the movie, uh, to your listeners there, um, you know how the movie ends, which is you know he offs himself there, to put it lightly, he kills himself. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, sorry. Spoiler <laughs> alert. I. Uh, so obviously he's not just a drunk. There's some depression, some oh, yeah. deep depress- seated depression going on there. Yeah. Some sort of uh, not living up to his father's or his brother's kind of uh, expectations of him. Mm-hmm. Another shout out, Sam Elliott, man. Oh, Sam Elliott kills it. I'm so glad he's back in the yeah, you know, yeah. in the mainstream. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tombstone was amazing. He, <laughs> he had his original heyday, kind of disappeared for a while, and then like he's back and it yep. rules. I like your style, dude. Yeah, I like your style, dude. <laughs> Uh, so the so the depression uh, within the creative community being uh, that was a really nice representation of that. I think they usually kind of glorify kind of the uh, tragic artist. Oh, know? absolutely. And like you think like, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, and stuff like that. It's like these are deeply unhappy people. Yeah, you know? and this this movie specifically kind of deconstructs the the glamorous lifestyle of a rock star. Oh yeah, there's not there's hardly anything glamorous about the movie if you yeah. think about it. And like he throughout the movie, there's different things that happen where his image is completely skewed. Like oh, like yeah. at, at the beginning when he goes to that drag bar mm-hmm. and he doesn't realize it's a drag bar. Right, right, right. And the, the person at the door is like, yeah, I don't I don't think this is your kind of place. And he's like, do they have beer here? Oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. He's like, then it's my kind of place. Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> just like the fact that like people have these assumptions about him because of who he is and like right. what he does. And he's mm-hmm. like got this like famous thing. But it like it really deconstructs the whole, you know, lifestyle and, yeah. you know, image of being a rock star. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I feel like, oh, off like right off the first foot there, or whatever he is, just an unglamorous character. He's oh, yeah. or he's already jaded. He's not even on top and enjoying it for like the first five minutes. It's yeah. like he's already over it. Right, like know? he's got you know he's got to he's got to yeah. crush up a pill and chase it with some right. some beer before he gets mm-hmm, on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, so yeah, it's and like the way that they shoot the the concert stuff is so good. It's great. Yeah, like, it looks oh, like a legitimate gosh. concert movie. Oh yeah, totally. And I mean. 
I think a good amount of it was actual concerts, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I think I've seen some of the behind-the-scenes footage. I mean, between takes, Lady Gaga was, like, just playing her own songs oh, and I stuff bet. like that yeah. for the audience. That'd yeah, yeah. Just to get everyone pumped up and stuff, you know? Yeah. Which is great. You know, they really, yeah, not only use real musicians, but real crowds, too. Yeah. Um, so many movies like Rocks are just so phony, you know? Yeah. And, they, um, yeah, they, they sang on set, they sang live. So, like, totally. when, when they were acting, they were mm-hmm. singing. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. And there's a lot of movies like that. I know that we kind of listed three movies, but there's a lot of other movies we can kind of reference like uh, oh for sure like walk the line and stuff like that like we were saying it's not really that accurate of a story but like the performances are... performances are super real which makes it you know johnny cash or not it's a pretty good movie in general oh, yeah 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 like joaquin's performance and like they Reese's, use their own yeah, yeah. voice like both whoever they got to play jerry lee lewis in that movie <laughs> i can't remember his name but uh, yeah. i think that's the only thing he really did yeah they, they but, nailed it yeah, really nailed it and walked the line. Yeah, that was a good one. We saw that a bunch of times together when we that were in middle school. That was kind of school. the genesis of it all. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of kind of come full circle that we're it's, talking about music movies. You know, now. I knew we had to reference it once. Oh, least. yeah. Yeah, yeah. In fact, when you told me I have to do an episode, I was like, uh, it's, it's got to be a music episode, man. Yeah. It's got to be that. Definitely. And I mean, like, it's, it's cool because, like, you and I, like, we both love music and we both love totally. movies. And then we but both you kind of went movies and yeah, music and like, yeah, yeah. yeah like so it's it's just perfect it works out great it's, mm-hmm. yeah it's a perfect kind of but honestly play. yeah I've been trying to get more into movies you know what I mean mm-hmm. there's uh, so much good stuff out there right so now. much good stuff I'm I used to be really bad I'm still kind of bad at it but man I'm trying to get better I'm trying to see <laughs> stuff what did what did I just oh I was talking about the Omen this morning oh, you yeah. hadn't seen the Omen yeah, and I was I like all one. right I got one I got a few on yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, a couple add, add that to my. Uh, your list. My shit I've, you I should, should see the Omen before Shawshank. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there. you got to see the Omen before you see Shawshank Redemption. Okay. I, I will do that. What was the other one I referenced a few days ago? I don't know. There's been so many. It's yeah, been a real good bunch. riff weekend, folks. Yeah. We've been, been riffing pretty hard here. <laughs> but, uh, so so did you did you like um, Bradley Cooper's singing voice? I did. I think he clearly had to go through some coaching there, yeah. which is tough because he's also directing and worried about that. And yeah. so even if it wasn't good, i got to give him credit for at least trying. Yeah. Um, yeah, he had a – actually kind of close to Christopherson's current voice, you know, yeah. real, real guttural. Yep. Really nice, man. So, man, what was the title track from that? Not the title track. But uh, the Shallow. Yeah, what a great song, man. Yeah, it's really, really good. good. And they, uh, yeah, they, For they, any they, genre, you know. Yep, they sang it together at the Oscars. Right, right, right. I didn't watch the Oscars, but I watched the performance on like YouTube the yeah. next day. It was really good. Really yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, Star is Born. Yeah, Star is Born's great, man. St- it's, a ch- it's better than I thought it was, too, you know. And oh, yeah. We were talking about this a while. In fact, I think last year when we were up here at this undisclosed location in northern michigan <laughs> you said <laughs> you i think you had just seen it or something and you're or maybe you would like texted me i think we were, i was like nervous about it i was like uh, I yeah how it's gonna be i remember you texted me though and being like oh you gotta see it man. oh yeah. and i was like i don't know like, <laughs> yeah ah i'm so i'm so jaded on main on like hollywood mainstream movies but mm. in fact i always say like the a24 it's the only thing i'll really pay money at the theaters to go see yeah for sure but uh what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, when I eventually saw it on HBO Go and streamed it at my house or whatever, oh, I was into it, man. Yeah. There was a lot of music movies that came out, big music movies that came out last year. Um, you think about Bohemian Rhapsody. Oof. What a crapper. Oof. What a crapper, dude. Yeah. It's got so much, there's just so much, like, just disaster behind this, like behind the scenes. Oh, so and, like, much. The final product was just. I was thinking about that. We were joking the first night you got up here. I was talking about how Ron Howard. <laughs> should have fixed it or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I was thinking about that a minute ago. I was like, that would have been really funny. The Hollywood fixer. Yeah, Hollywood fixer, man. Ron Howard. <laughs> Bring him in. We need you. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. that director's name? 
Brian Singer. Brian Singer. Yeah, yeah, fuck him, dude. Yeah, he's sucks. Yeah, he's very problematic. Not yeah. only is he not good, but he's yeah, he you know, sucks. His, All those his whole thing. Good lord, um, just just beyond the plot and the in the music or whatever in the story, but um, just the editing of of uh, Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. It, it won sucks. it won best editing Oscar. I know, and it really should. It's insane. Man. I think it's insane. They gave it to him just because they're like, well, we got to give him something. Yeah. Did they get something else? The casting, like for Rami Malek or something. Um, no, he was nominated, but I, I'm pretty sure. Who v, cares? I but like, still, yeah, I don't remember who won Best Actor, but yeah, it was last year. It was strange for Oscars. Like it was. I didn't watch any of it. Yeah, there were so many good good movies out that, you know, got some recognition, but ultimately it was, you know, kind of whatever. Which I mean, yeah. say what you want about the Oscars, but I, I love it. And I mean, I talked about this on a previous episode before, but sorry, I love it. I understand that it's problematic. Yeah. I get it, but I just. I don't watch the Grammys, but I pay attention to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just because I don't have time. Yeah. It's like, what, so, four hours these days? <laughs> yeah, it gets long. And they, it gets yeah, so and, long. Yeah, it gets, <laughs> it's out of control. Whatever about the politics, it just, you know, it's pretty junky and stuff like that. But just mm-hmm. just down to the, just down to the, uh, just the, how, the length of it, man. Yeah. I can't do it. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> it's, yeah. I have, it's, I have it's undiagnosed like, ADHD, man. I can't, <laughs> I can't put up with it, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. But I will yeah. say this about Bohemian Rhapsody: great casting. Oh yeah, for sure. Awesome casting. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> like yeah. I was watching, I was like, "That's really what keeps you into that movie." It's like this: these guys look, and I don't know if they act like them or not. Yeah. You know, yeah. off stage. That was the other thing I was saying. The other thing about Bohemian Rhapsody it was like such a well-documented band already. Queen. Yeah. You can find like multiple concerts from every year of Queen's existence. Oh yeah. You know mm-hmm. why did we need to? But one of a friend of mine or a co-worker, now former coworker of mine, was like, "Oh man, they do like the Live Aid concert, like shot for shot, like the last twenty minutes." I was like, "You know, you just go on YouTube and like for free watch Queen do their yeah. Live Aid concert." Like, yeah, yeah. My friend Eric was telling me that too. He said, "You know, like why didn't they just use the real footage?" Yeah, the exactly. It's there. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, but yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. And the music's good. I mean, it, it definitely re re triggered my. I forgot how much I like Queen, you know what I mean? You just yeah. hear them every day on the radio, and then you right. you kind of hear that music again, again, and you're like, oh, they, they rock, man. They were, they were really cool, man. Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> back to Star is Born. Yeah, yeah, what's uh, up? So, yeah, it just, you know, it's, like I said, it's one of my favorite movies. Why is it one of your favorites? Super I mean, good. it's good, don't get me wrong. I yeah. just think it's very good. Like, I think You've it's, seen so many movies. It's so personal. Yeah. And it's so, it's just kind of like... I just feel like as much as it kind of plays part in mm-hmm. the facade of like stardom, right. because it's like you know Bradley Cooper, whether it's movies Lady or Gaga, music, yeah. yeah, and it just like you know the two two of the you know arguably two of the most pop like famous celebrities in the world right now, yeah, coming together and do this and like you know after they were in this, everyone's all oh they should you know get together blah blah, blah like all this Hollywood gossip stuff, but I feel like there's such an active you know rebellion against that glam of stardom totally and it's just i just love how it's like did you see the lady gaga documentary on netflix no i didn't it's like five foot four five foot three or whatever it is yeah. i can't remember what it, it's whatever her height is <laughs> yeah but uh, <laughs> four foot five <laughs> lady gaga three foot eleven <laughs> three foot thirteen investigate three eleven <laughs> yeah woo <laughs> i love it yeah. man. no i, I never it. i didn't i didn't see it's it. really good and i think it's almost like that's the perfect uh, what what do you call them? A universal prequel or a universal sequel or oh, a spiritual sequel? It's like a spiritual prequel almost. You should really see that documentary. Okay. 
whether before or after seeing A Star Is Born, to actually see like what Lady Gaga's life. It's basically the entire her entire year leading up to her Super Bowl performance. Oh, nice! Which we actually watched together. Yeah, you came over to <laughs> my folks' house and watched it with us. Yeah, I remember that. That was like a few weeks before I moved to Madison. Um, yeah, but it's basically like the her year like leading up to that performance, just how hectic it was. She was working on that album. Was it Joanna or whatever? Yeah, know. Joanna. Okay. It's a great album. Really? Amazing album for her. Probably my favorite of hers, which I know a lot of was her fans called the Monsters, though. They'll come <laughs> after me on that one. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was her best one. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, if it took someone like me, who's mostly into punk rock and <laughs> and vintage country music, brought me into right. <laughs> brought oh, me into cool. Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it, it must be doing something right, man. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, if Obviously, there's no way to do a, a sequel to Star is Born, but it, it does make kind of an interesting spiritual sequel to watch that and then watch hmm. A Star is Born or watch, you know, vice versa, A Star yeah. is Born and then uh, Three Foot Five. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> different every she's going to keep getting shorter every time. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so That Lady Gaga, man. <laughs> You're short, brother. She's short, man. <laughs> Little Miss Gaga. <laughs> I love it, man. So yeah, so Star is Born. Shout out Lady Gaga. I know you're listening. Oh yeah, she's she's def- definitely <laughs> big fan. She's big an fan. Active, day active one listener. Yeah. Day one a month ago. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so Green Room. Green Room. I love Green Room. I love Green Room also. One so of the was, only very... one of the only new movies that I've seen like multiple times. Yeah. I think I've seen it five times. Oh dude, I haven't even even when I texted you was like, oh, we should do Green Room or whatever. I haven't even watched it just because I've seen it that many times. I know I can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> when you brought it up, yeah, you, you said that the representation of music in this movie is serviceable. Yeah. So what? What do you like? What's what's your like? What are your the focal? The focus of Green Room is not the music, but it is a necessity for the movie. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, it takes place in a music scene, uh, a pretty niche part of punk rock. Yeah. Uh, very realistic, very real thing. I was telling you, because you and I saw it, what was that, 2016? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was the summer I was living in Lansing. Um, you and I saw it or whatever, and I remember talking after the movie and being like, super realistic. I've Again, I've been in touring bands and stuff. I've come face-to-face with Nazi punks before. It's really, and I, I really hate nostalgia punk movies. I was saying that this morning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But really, someone should be talking about Nazi punks and how much of a problem they really are still. Oh, yeah. Uh, within this, what should be an inclusive scene. For sure. And uh, um, so it's super realistic. And yeah, it takes place in a music scene, super realistic. Um, so really, the music's not as important as this plot is and the right. action is in the movie. Okay. Yet it has to be good, though. Yeah, you know it has what to be I mean. Believable, it has yeah. to be believable. But if you actually go and listen to this, the soundtrack's great, by the way. Like it sounds, the 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 energy's there. The the, uh-huh. the so called chutzpah, you know what I mean? Yeah, is there? I had to drop one Yiddish word there. Is there? The chutzpah's there. <laughs> but if you really like, go and watch the look at the lyric sheets for like the lyrics of like the the punk band that they started, you know, just for the movie. Yeah. What's that actor's name? Um, Anton Yelkin. Anton Yelkin, and what's her name? The guitar player. Imogen Poots. No, right? she plays the Chelsea girl. Oh yeah, uh, the guitar player who's in Arrested Development, Aaliyah. Oh Shaw. yeah, Shawcat. Shawcat. Yeah. Thank you. I know I was going to come with that. it at some yeah. point. Yeah, <laughs> can't come with Lady Gaga's name in. <laughs> in a Star Is Born, but I know Aaliyah Shawcat. Yeah, and what is it? Emogen, Emogen. 
poots. Yeah, however you say it. I don't know. It just looks like poots. It might be poots. something different. Emoji poops. <laughs> Emoji poops. Come on, we we're all thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> She's a great actress. Oh, yeah. Funny fantastic. name. But fantastic. Yeah, great actress. Yeah. You liked one of her other movies that came out after that, didn't you? Yeah, I wrote, actually. You did a the, review, yeah. One of the reviews that I did for our, our blog, Hell of a Thing, mm-hmm. was on uh, Frank and Lola, which R. is R. Her, her and Michael Shannon. R.I.P. O.G. Hell of a Thing. It's still up. Hell of a Thing. I know, I know. Go you should really take those down. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> okay. I, I, just, I just renewed it. I'm, I'm posting this. and I'm It's your thing now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm but just... anyways, um, so if you look at the lyric sheets for like the songs they wrote for Green Room and stuff like that, uh-huh. at least the original songs and stuff like that. Yeah. Pretty corny. Pretty corny. Oh, yeah. Like punk lyrics. Like, I live in a van and I hate it. And like, da, 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 da. Which is, the energy's there. The energy's great and stuff like that. But it's like, nah. Pretty, pretty like uh, trite. Uh, overkill on the punk lyrics. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, so if you think about it, yeah, they are a struggling hardcore band, small time yeah. punk band. Yeah. So I mean, they're not, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, they they oh, yeah. are missing out on their big break because they're so good. Right, it's just like right, no, they're right. just like a you know run of the mill. Yeah, yeah, know. exactly. So I will give you that. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't blow my mind. It's not like, like Minor Threat was a life changing band for me. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, Black Flag, massively life changing as as kind of a. Easy band as they are to reference, they really were life changing for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some pretty deep lyrics in, in like Black Flag and Minor Threat lyrics. Uh, yeah. The Germs, very deep, band, which we're going to talk about in the next podcast. Yeah. Um, specifically the Germs. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, and then 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 they do a great job of using like already existing punk. There's a Fear song in there mm-hmm. uh, when they're at the guy's apartment. There's they do the Dead Kennedys cover. Yeah. Uh, Nazi punks fuck off. That's that's one of my, so one of the best moments in that whole movie. Oh yeah, when they play it at the yeah. club. so good. It's a good cover of that song too. It's oh, that's yeah. a tough one to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a band that tried to do it once and it was so fast, <laughs> <laughs> so fast. I think yeah. we ended up doing a Minor Threat song instead. Nice. Um, yeah. So like I said, I don't think the music as good as it was or whatever. Um, a could have been better, but also who cares? Because really, it's all about the action and all about the um, the dialogue and what goes on in the movie. Yeah, that movie's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> the, the movie the is so. Turns, I want to keep yeah. just saying as much as I, as much as I might downplay the music in it or whatever. It's so good. Yeah, that movie is. That was like probably my favorite movie of 2016. Yeah, like when it's, I remember, in, and that was like what June when it came out or some, something. Yeah, something and I remember like walking because it was summer. I was living in Lansing, mm-hmm. and I remember walking out being like, "That was it. That like <laughs> you're not going to be able to do a better movie this year." <laughs> yeah. And I know a lot of people might disagree with me on that. That was a pretty good year for movies. Was that that was Moonlight that year, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Moonlight second. <laughs> <laughs> Moonlight's whatever, dude. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, you know. that's, Green Room is so good. It's very good. Yeah, um, that's all. Like, that's like most of what my uh, review on Green Room is. <laughs> so realistic. They get the Nazi things right. They get the red bootlaces in there. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Like the referencing to German culture, but they clearly don't understand what fascism is. Yeah. Like all these like little elements, man, just rule, mm. dude. Like the the kind of white trash element in a lot of it, you know, the kind of desperation there in this rural area. So no wonder a lot of these guys, they're like rural Oregon, right? Something like that, it's, yeah. I think it's rural Oregon or Washington or something. Yeah. Um, actually, now that I, th- I say it, I think it is Washington. But um, you're, there's like members of your audience right now are like, hey, it was Oregon. It's <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> it happens. You fucking hippie. <laughs> I've, come, I've come to terms with it. Yeah, exactly. Who cares, man? Yeah. I don't know fuck about shit, man. <laughs> I just want to preface everything I say just by saying that, man. I don't know. Fuck before about before shit. anything, yeah, I don't know fuck about shit. That rules. <laughs> um, but anyways, man, like they learn this rural Pacific Northwest. 
town, if we can call it that. Yeah. Area, yeah. Backwoods. He- yeah, hella rural. And you can kind of understand why a lot of these uh, white trash kids who have this aggression, but, you know... Don't really know where to direct community. It. Yeah. You can kind of understand why a lot of them turn to uh, skinhead culture, Nazi yeah. culture. Um, Patrick Stewart culture. Patrick Stewart culture. <laughs> Man, shouts out Patrick Stewart. There's going to be so many shouts out on this yeah. episode. <laughs> thanks, thanks for listening, Patrick Stewart. Thanks, thanks peace, dude. <laughs> thanks, Professor X. We love you, baby. <laughs> Thank you, Picard. <laughs> Man, we were like flipping around on the TV last night. We almost watched an old Star Trek, which yeah. it wouldn't have been Peace Two. Yeah. It was uh, Captain Kirk, but yeah. I was almost like, "Man, we should watch that. <laughs> we should have watched that, dude." Yeah, <laughs> classic. Yeah, but I think Green Room is great, man. Even down to the the club itself, like looks. I've played those clubs, not like yeah. not, but just the actual aesthetic of it, just the dingy like. It's like one light that works in there and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, they they nailed it with the production design for sure. And I feel like they did. I thought the van was a little corny because it's like every punk band that like I've ever owned, like, like in half my record collection is represented on that. Yeah. <laughs> like the like the bumper stickers on the van. I was oh, like, okay, sure. okay. One of yeah. them was wearing like a Fugazi shirt. I'm like, well, Fugazi never made T-shirts. They never made merch. So it's like, <laughs> all right, like. <laughs> chill yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. chill out but there's no doubt in my mind that those guys come from a, the director the writer whatever came from a punk rock background oh for sure yeah. yeah um but so the thing about it is i mean the, the plot's kind of you know it's this punk band that's trying to you know they're they're kind of like winding down at the end of their tour yeah and one of their friends or whatever has a friend who has a club mm-hmm. and they're looking for a band right. so if they want to you know kind of add a date to their tour they can come out here yeah so they go and they they get there. They find out that it's a Nazi club. Yeah. And they right. witness a murder. Mm-hmm. And then the Nazis won't let them leave because they obviously saw what happened. So yeah. some crazy shit goes down. But the thing about it is, like, the whole time it's super tense. It's super brutal. Yeah. It's super in your face, which is, like, I mm-hmm. feel like the it's the backbone of punk rock. Yeah, absolutely. So the you know. It, it, like, you couldn't have done that in a country scene. Right. You know, or a folk scene and yeah. stuff like that. Even though that stuff does happen in some folk scenes and, and country scenes and stuff like that, or metal scenes. Oh, yeah. It could The only other thing it could have been was a metal scene, yeah. you know what I mean? Right. Um, no, you do make a good point there. But, I just, yeah, I just love how it's like, th- th- this is this is one of those cases that like, we were talking about where the music emphasizes the movie and the movie emphasizes yes, the music. Yes, absolutely. So it's, it, yeah, it's just, I think mm-hmm. it's incredible. Like I said, the intensity of the music's there. It was more like just like kind of the lyrics. I was like, oh, oh yeah, man. for sure. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. We get it. We all hate living in the van, mm. but you got to do it. <laughs> and like it's funny because like you know they're doing like a podcast or a radio show interview in the beginning like with like some DIY oh yeah, yeah. radio show uh, the guy who ends up getting the gig up in Washington or mm-hmm. Oregon or whatever and they really make it sound like there's a lot of hype on this band I'm trying to remember yeah. what the band's called and I'm like and that's why I'm just like why are their lyrics so dumb like <laughs> like <laughs> yeah my other was what they were because the intensity but also because they were like writing some pivotal stuff you know in oh, in yeah. punk rock with straight edge and stuff yeah um. That's another reason what kind of led me to being like, eh. You know, Fear was an amazing band because they were so on PC. Even for their era, they're so on PC, yeah. you know. Um, anyways. How long have we been going? Not that I want to end now. <laughs> I'm just close. What, five minutes into this now? <laughs> 35. What? Yeah. I've been going for 35 minutes? Was, oh, yeah. damn, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say we do another five minutes on this. <laughs> I'm going to plan out your podcast. We do 20 minutes on Rockstar. That's an hour, baby. That's a podcast. That's now, a podcast. this is podcasting. <laughs> 
perfect. I'm coming in hot, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so, only halfway through my first beer still. Oh, man. I know, man. Where are you at? I'm done with my first one. We got beers under the table, man. I'm I did done. my part when you were setting up. I know. I just, I got to pee, but I don't want to stop this. We can do a break real quick. Okay, break. And we're back. Hello. Here so, I am. So, yeah. So, Green Room is fantastic. Yeah. Punk Rock is fantastic. It's, you know, one of it's both, great. both of ours. Just like the of lighting times. of that movie, man. Yeah. Just, I mean, I know it's like mostly green, you know, not to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very, yeah. It's yeah. very tinted. It's so sure. cool, man. And it, because it takes place in the Pacific Northwest, like yep. it has to be green as, yeah. green as hell, man. Yeah. Because the, the, you know, the nature, the natural setting, mm-hmm. and just like the kind of gloomy. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, the, the atmosphere definitely adds to it as well like it's you know kind of like dark and mm-hmm. dingy mm-hmm. and just it's like grimy. gray but like have you been to the pacific northwest no yeah even like on a nice day it's like gray out mm-hmm. up there you know yeah not every day you, know, you do get sunny days there but for the most part like a nice day would be like like this right now yeah for your audience it's a little gray out we went swimming this morning it was nice i had oh, a great yeah. time i just want your audience to know we've, <laughs> we've been having a great weekend here <laughs> well it's not right now it's our audience you don't have to keep that's calling true. my audience that's true they're here for both of us. Here I am. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> we've been we've been riffing hard. We've been just eating like crap. Oh, dude. Drinking. The best. Watching vintage SNL episodes. Oh, dude. You were loving it, man. I'm glad we found that DVD. Yeah. That was incredible. So, I mean, speaking of musical representation, yeah. like, Saturday Night Live has an incredible history. Did of- you notice, like, yeah, the music used to be like, so much better. I mean, like, I know we were kind of talking about, like, 70s SNL was better. Mm. But even the music was better. I mean, they, they've always just been very, very, like, prevalent. And yeah, very, you so know, keyed current. In. And yeah, yeah, so keyed into society. So it's, yeah, it's just very, like, they just get the hot artist. And, like, whether or not yeah. it's, you know, you like it or whatever, it's just, that's, like, that's almost as intricate, like, as important to the show mm-hmm. as, integral. like, the cast members. Integral, yeah. yeah. As the cast members themselves, because, you know... Even if you don't, it's it's kind of like going on a late night show, like yeah. an, an up and coming hot band totally. that's like does the rounds. They do the you know they do yeah. the late night shows. They do SNL, like mm-hmm. it, you know mm-hmm. back to Starsborn. They you know she's on her way up. She plays SNL. Yeah, totally, totally. Oh yeah, I mean, how many times do people reference the Beatles on Ed Sullivan? I mean, that, oh, yeah. that's really not that I needed it, but it definitely helped when they came to America. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, I smell rules, dude. Yeah. So <laughs> what episode? Oh, we watched The Band this morning. Yep. So good. The Band. Dude. And then yesterday so we watched uh, John Prine and... Kinky Friedman. Kinky Friedman, yep. Your audience is like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I mention yeah. Kinky Friedman to someone, it's like one of my dad's favorites, but he's just a good country yeah, artist. he's great. Just a good songwriter. That was one of his calmer songs, too, on that episode. Oh, really? Yeah, he did a little more kind of uh, funky stuff. Um, lyrically, funky, lyrically speaking, funky dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Was it in the year two thousand? There will be one million lawyers. <laughs> good stuff. It's good Let's stuff. Yeah, off. yeah. Oh man. So should we move on to uh, my my favorite of what I wanted yeah, to talk about? The, the best, the objectively best of the three movies for sure. Objectively, the best Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> I would strongly disagree. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, though. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, rock star man. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a real low point for Jennifer Aniston, I'm thinking. Maybe not, though. Maybe that was like, uh, maybe she wanted that role, you know? Yeah, I don't, it's, it's. How a, long has it been since you've seen it? It's probably been the same for me, but. Yeah, probably at least 10 years. Oh, man. So 10 years, that would put us at 17 years old. Um, that, put, that put me at 30 years old. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have been 50. <laughs> so I think that would have been my second kid around then. <laughs> yeah, so probably like 15 was the last I saw. So that's, probably, that's yeah. a good 12 years at least. Mm-hmm. Um, how much do you remember about it? I remember quite a bit for some reason. So do I. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. So he. It was he, on TV all the time. Yeah, on VH1, all the time. yeah. Yeah, all the time. So Mark Wahlberg is in this cover band. Yeah. Or a tribute. Tribute, band. yeah. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the band in the movie. Oh, man. Um, it's not the Steel Panthers. It's Steel Dragon. Steel Dragon, yeah. Yep, yep. Steel Panthers are a real band. Yeah. That sucks. Oh. <laughs> I, I think they're funny. They're funny. They suck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he's so Mark Wahlberg's, like, the, the singer of this tribute band, and he's, like, obsessed with this band, Steel yeah. Dragon. And the, his other bandmates want to move on to, you know, write their own stuff. Right. So they kind of kick him out. Mm-hmm. And then he's after like a pretty like bad show or something like something malfunctions and like I thought he just showed up to practice one day and it was like after like they had like a show where like he was getting mad at everyone for being like wrong or something oh, like that yeah, like they yeah, were like yeah. kind of like you know kind of doing their own take on whatever cover song they're doing and then like yeah. he's getting mad at them for doing that and then the next practice they like kick him out or something yeah there's like a at least that particular scene, one of the things I remember is him, like, ripping the ribbons off the mic stand. Like, the Steven Tyler mic stand. Like, These are mine. <laughs> like, yeah. Or it's like, it's my microphone or something, like, walking yeah. out. So funny. Yeah, so he so he goes to a Steel Dragon concert. Yeah. And unbeknownst to the rest of the world, the... Well, it's actually, so they... Oh, man. So I watched a few scenes from it on YouTube to kind of freshen up. Okay. So the opening credits or whatever is them going to the concerts. Oh, right. And they're promoting their show coming up, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and this is the yep. show that ends up going wrong, and they break up afterwards. Mm. And they, they're at the concert, and then that's when, like, the singer's, like, you know, got his microphone, like, wah, you know, doing his thing. Yeah. And he, like, puts the mic in the audience, and, like, you know, of course, it's, like, to Mark Wahlberg, and, and then he, like, can sing, like, better than the singer, <laughs> yeah. you know, the song. Uh-huh. And, uh... Oh man! Stand up and shout! <laughs> yeah, that's the song. And, yeah. uh, I don't know what the song is, but I know that's the chorus. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. And uh, <laughs> and then, then whatever life goes on, he's just like, "Whoa, I just had my moment with like my band." It's right, like, it's like, fifteen my, seconds. My favorite of pain. band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. And then they have the show. Things go wrong. Remember? I don't know if you remember uh, in like the opening of the parking lot. You know, like the first ten minutes or five minutes of the movie, they like run into the other Steel Dragon cover band. Oh yeah, and they have like the like the showdown. Like yeah. <laughs> it's so bad, dude. It's so it is bad. The epitome of corny. The, yeah, the jock rock, butt rock. Yeah, you it's, it's call hair it. metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's funny because it's interesting. They and they they kind of address this. It's sort of the tail end of hair metal. This is like oh, yeah. eighty nine, ninety or yeah, something. Yeah, it's like on its way out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's a part where. Later on, when once Mark Wall, I should give the rest of the plot. So, so anyways, he gets kicked out of his band later on, and then like he gets a call like the next day after getting kicked out from Steel Dragon, being like, "Yeah, singles, you know, he's quitting the band. You should come join us, man." <laughs> yeah, they call his family because I remember they yeah. wake him up and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he thinks it's someone you know messing with him mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> it's yeah, it's so bad. Like, how did they find him? How does Steel Dragon find this guy? And like, yeah. 
I don't know, man. I'm sure they sort of like loosely address it in the movie. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, like we just heard you're also in a Steel Dragon cut. But how did you know he was the guy? It was right. just like, yeah. So bad, dude. Yeah, so the, so the Steel Dragon's like kind of falling apart because isn't the singer gay? Yeah, that comes out. Yeah. Uh, one of them is, I think the bass player from Steel Dragon is Dominic, whatever, who is in The Wire. Oh, Dominic West, yeah. Yeah, Dominic West. Yeah. That's wow, right. that's crazy. I, that just popped into my head. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Dominic West, what a weird one. He's also the dude in Bones, right? I never saw Bones. I don't think he was, though. I never saw Bones. I don't think so. I'm probably, that was... That's, that's probably wrong. Don't that was Emily me. Deschanel, right? That yeah. That's sister. And, yeah. I don't, think I don't it's watch true. TV. Yeah. He really, was, the he, only, like, crime shows I watch are, like, uh, like, law, like early Law and & Order and uh, The Wire. Other than that, I just don't care. Yeah. Anyways, so he gets invited <laughs> to join Steel Dragon. Mark Wahlberg gets uh, asked to join Steel Dragon. Everything's famous. Again, it's kind of like, it's like everything from A Star is Born condensed into like, you know, half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he tries to invent rap rock at one point, And that's kind of where they address the sort of end of hair metal because he tries to oh, yeah. rap at one point over one of the songs. And they're like, cut. Yeah, I want you to just try singing it like the other songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh. I forget how it ends. So what happens? So what happens? So yeah, uh, he ends up getting jaded on it or whatever. You know, his girlfriend leaves him, played by Jennifer Aniston, leaves him after whatever. Um, There's a scene where someone like I can hear you going for the beer there. Oh yeah. (laughs) I hope that picks up on the pod. Um, So yeah, he gets jaded. Whatever. His girlfriend leaves him. Um, Then he ends up quitting because like whatever, it's not what I thought it was gonna be. Being a rock star. He just walks away from it. Like, yeah. I don't think you can do that. I just don't, like, there's so many, especially with labels, there's so many legalities and stuff like that. Like, you have to, like, fulfill your contract with bands and stuff. Yeah. Um, and anyways, uh, he ends up, start like, getting back with the guitar player with the t- tribute band that he got kicked out of, mm. and they start, like, a Nirvana Unplugged-esque, like, grunge <laughs> band. Because that's, like, the last scene or whatever is, like... He's playing in some coffee shop, some dark coffee. He's cut his hair. Oh, and he's not yeah. long hair anymore. And, like, they're playing, like... <laughs> Yeah, like Alice in Chains Unplugged MTV. <laughs> End of an era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay, we're just grunge now. Yeah. Because it all takes place in Seattle, or like he's from Seattle or whatever. Okay. Um, interesting, Washington yeah. keeps coming up. Uh, <laughs> wow. Great area, man. That's a theme here. Uh, <laughs> man, too soon. You mentioned Seattle. No. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to say? So, uh, yeah, uh, it... I will say that that that's kind of an interesting aspect of that movie. Is they kind of address the end of a hair metal. Yeah. About how those bands were kind of going out of vogue. So the musical representation to bring this into what we're so corny. Yeah, it's so corny. It's insane. <laughs> like it's, it's it's just like so over the top. It's it's funny. It's not like this is a a problematic like toxic environment. Kind of like uh, Star is Born does. Yeah. Or even in some aspects, Green Room sort of does. Um, it just is like. We just live too fast for him. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, we can handle it. And it's like, no, you guys are probably, like, slowly dying on the inside, too. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. We're still having fun. You should just quit the band if you're not having fun anymore and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's like, not really, man. Like, that's that's usually not what you hear about bands. Like, you, they usually end up hating each other. And it's just like, yeah. no, he just wasn't a good fit. He just couldn't handle the rock star lifestyle. Man. Right. And they kind of, as like... <laughs> The opposite end of how A Star Is Born handled it, they kind of they definitely glamorize being so a rock much star. Of it, dude. The like, 
there's this like scene in like a montage when he rides a motorcycle through the hotel. Oh yeah. You know, it's like they're all just doing all the Motley Crue Led Zeppelin stuff. Yeah. It's so dumb, man. Yeah, I just like yeah, I just all the There's a scene where like he does drugs, like like the manager slips him and Jennifer Aniston a drug hmm. and like basically the breakdown from Stranglehold plays and it's like all <laughs> yeah. slow down. Sometimes you wanna get higher. It's just like and it's like, whoa, this is trippy. Is this yeah. what being a rock star is like? <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's so dumb. I, mean, I haven't done that many drugs in my life, but I can't like imagine any of them are like right. that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like maybe cold medicine. <laughs> it's like they have a, they have like a trip that's like the equivalent of doing like two Benadryls and like you know trying to stay up past the sleepy part. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, I, I vividly remember. Uh, it's just corny, you know. And I and granted, I think it the movie. I'd have to look at it again, but I think the movie was made for VH1. Yeah, probably. I think I could be totally wrong. Maybe I can't remember if it's if it's rated R. I think it's rated R. You think so? Yeah. I think there's some nudity I think, Yeah, in I think it. there's nudity too. Yeah. So Come yeah. on, dude. It's the rock star lifestyle. There's right, got to be yeah. some nudity gotta in be it. Nudity. That's the other thing. Just like the, I mean, just the fucking like, misogynistic. Like, man, I feel like even that, when did that movie come out? Like 90? 2001. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was going to say like 98. Yeah. Um, <laughs> three year difference. Yeah. <laughs> right, <so it> was, <laughs> three year difference. Not essentially that big. the same time. Yeah, essentially the same time. But even then, you know what I mean? I feel like all oh, that was just over like by then too. Like we were, I mean, we're already talking about like, Post, uh, I don't know, post third wave feminism at that point and stuff like that, and maybe that's kind of what the movie was addressing was just how, right? But I just can't imagine they were. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it seems they seem to be glamorizing a lot of that era too. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, so the yeah, it's just I vividly remember the scene where Jennifer Aniston pierces his nipple. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh my god, it's like ice and stuff. Yeah, like ice in his nipple and stuff he, like be, that. And he was doing it because that's what. Yeah, the original singer did like that. He was just trying to oh, become that singer. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so weird. Like yeah, he, he chose. You know, he, I think I think there was a gag where he chose the wrong side, or yeah, like or, or, or something like yeah, that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You sewed the, the the pants wrong or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so funny. But yeah, dude. so it's it's just it's absurd. So it is there really are absurd. Infinitely better music movies out. there. Oh yeah, so many. I also love Rockstar at the same yeah. time for how bad it is. <laughs> oh yeah, you know like I mean? it's definitely fun to watch, but it's just Riot not... Girl. That is, we're post third wave feminism and Riot Girl punk movement. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Come on, man. Like right, get it together. L Seven was already a famous band at that point. Like it was... yeah. So anyway, sorry. <clears throat> so um, have you? Are you familiar with? Uh, so this year, yeah. As we're recording, I think there's, I think Blinded by the Light. Or guided by the light, or one of the, the I can't remember the name of it. But uh, have you heard of the Danny Boyle movie yesterday? Oh, have you seen that? No, you, I don't care. I'm I, I'm so old for the Beatles represented in movies. It's interesting. Like it's it, it's a very. But you're not saying good. No, it, I liked it a lot. Oh, did you? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Although there, I mean there. Are, there are problems that I have with it because there's a lot like of stuff what? set up that's not about yesterday. No, I say well, like what? What are you? So they they set up a lot of things yeah. because like it takes place. It's directed by Danny Boyle. It takes mm-hmm. place in a world where I, I I've seen the trailer. A few yeah. Times. So yeah, essentially, yeah. like this 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 guy, he's like a music like a singer songwriter. You know, has been performing. He's kind of sick of it because he hasn't made his big break yet. Yeah. Um, but he gets hit by a bus while he's on his bike, mm-hmm. and when he wakes up, uh, he wakes up in a world where the Beatles never existed. Right. But he remembers the Beatles. So he like there's this whole montage where it's him like remembering and teaching himself how to play all these Beatles songs because everyone's like, Oh my god, whatever. And like Ed Sheeran makes an appearance and it's it's a really cool movie. Like I liked it a lot. 
But there's a lot of stuff set up because in this world, not only do the Beatles not exist, but there's a couple, they like insinuate that a couple different cultural icons also didn't exist because the Beatles, since the Beatles didn't exist. Yeah. Like, oh, like so like, many, like yeah. Oasis didn't exist, and like, right. but they make they they make oh they jo- reference that yeah okay and they, they make and they make these jokes about how like Coca Cola doesn't exist because he asked for a Coke and they're like what yeah and then he also like and then he like used to smoke cigarettes and he was like oh man I could really go for a cigarette right now and his friends like what's that it's like it's really interesting like, what's the, the cigarettes connection to the I don't Beatles know. I don't, they don't even oh so it's just little things like that too yeah that's just the I mean, Beatles is the most significant <clears throat> or something yeah it's just yeah little things that like kind of never existed yeah. Um, but yeah, so, but I mean, there's, I mean, there's just like, it's kind of hard to explain like without seeing it, but there's just some, there's like some plot points that are set up that aren't really like paid off. I'm just like the idea of it. I was, I'm just so over and I love the Beatles. You know, I love the Beatles. Um, I'm so over people relying on the Beatles to move, to make their movie interesting across the universal universe was great. They should have just been done with the Beatles at that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just right. like, come on, man. I mean, like, th- this movie isn't necessarily about the Beatles. It's about right. music. Like, it's just mm-hmm. about the music industry because it does show his rise to fame. Yeah. And how that works out. And his, like... Do you think they do it successfully? Because I haven't seen the movie. Oh, yeah. I have for, no for sure. Yet. Yeah. yeah, they they definitely handle it really well. Uh, Kate McKinnon plays the, uh, the right, label, label exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, she's really funny in it. But, I mean, yeah, like, it just shows, like, his rise to fame and, like, how he kind of, like, becomes an overnight sensation. But this is very, um, it's very right now specific. So it's very, okay. it, it, it's... With Ed Sheeran and stuff. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it, it very much takes place right now. And I think that's super interesting because it's very, you know, like, you know, just it's just like a time capsule. Like, well, it'll become a time capsule, you know, sure. as it gets older. Kind of like Rockstar sort of is. Yeah. Got to give them ups for that one. Yeah, definitely. But also, there's a other. It's, there's another movie which yeah. sounds like it's the exact same thing, only with the music of Bruce Springsteen. Except, sorry. Except they know about Bruce Springsteen. This one, I, I haven't do. seen it yet. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Either. I, don't, I saw I don't the really trailer a couple it. times, and it's a book, I think, originally. Okay. Based on a true story. I don't know. Um, Bruce Springsteen is great, man. Yeah. I, uh, so many, like, stories within his songs and stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, I don't know enough about the movie to, to yeah. really have an opinion on it. Right. Uh, <clears throat> if it comes out, I'll see. It's like, I, I wasn't planning on seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, and then I started on streaming, I was like, I could kill an evening. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, halfway through moving out of my apartment, <laughs> and I was like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I yeah. got nothing else to do tonight. Definitely. But I think I, I think that the, those two movies specifically, especially coming out so close to each other right now, yeah, it really shows how, like, A Star is Born is kind of like a generic story. Sure. Green Room is a generic story, although they do mm-hmm. reference, like, specific punk bands. Yeah. And, like, Rockstar, they make sure to avoid, like specific bands whereas yeah. these ones are very reliant on the singular specific like musicians yeah, yeah 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 so i just think it's interesting how it's kind of come around to like okay we've you know it's almost we, like we've expired the analogies I mean? we have to be you know directly address these yeah, things now. it's almost meta to a certain point you know what i mean yeah like it's like so specifically referencing a uh, a kind of sentiment in our in our you know, once again, we do live in a society. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, when you think about it, we really do live in a society. Yeah, I think it's interesting <laughs> that they, like, you know, are choosing to, you know, address these bands head on. Instead of, like, dancing around and, like, kind of, like... We're going to use the stories of Motley Crue in Rockstar, but it's not Motley Crue. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, I, I don't know. I think it's I think It's, it's a whole different take on music representation. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I'm curious. I'm, I got to admit, even, even with your elevator pitch, I'm not really that interested in yesterday yeah 
I just don't care. You know I, what I mean? I mean, yeah, like yeah. it's it's definitely like it's not like oh my gosh, it's you know it's yeah. it's a fantastic movie, but it's like you know it's, I thought Across the Universe was a fantastic movie. You know? <clears throat> yeah, I liked I enjoyed it too, but like the like yesterday is just so good because it's like it kind of just you know like the Beatles especially. And with a lot of, you know, super famous, iconic bands, like, right. they get, like, right. you know, it's it's not like, oh, I love them because, you know, I listened to their music and it yeah. made me feel a certain way. It's like, oh, I love them because, obviously, they're the Beatles. Everybody loves the Beatles. Right. Exactly. But th- and I feel like this kind of brings it back to, like, he's like, oh, you've never heard the Beatles? Like, you don't know, th- you don't know these people? And he, like, yeah. thinks people are messing with them the whole time. And then he, like, starts playing their songs. Mm-hmm. And, like... The arrangements, you know, it's just one guy and an acoustic guitar. So yeah. like, he's just playing these songs. That's the great thing about the it, Beatles, man. They yeah. work on any level. And it, bra- it breaks it down to the point. It's like, oh, wow. Like when you actually listen to it played by someone else in a different arrangement, mm-hmm. in a different setting, it's like, yeah, these really are just amazing songs. Yeah, totally. So I think that's, you know, that really kind of has. I guess it's just more like a, for it. like just the fandom thing I'm not interested in. Because it's clearly like the greater scale. We're talking about Beatles fandom and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just like, ah, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Yeah, I don't need people to highlight how how weirdly obsessed I am with the Beatles. Yeah, but um, but I blinded by the light to change back to them again. I uh, uh, movies are too expensive these days for me. <laughs> but once it's on streaming, I'll, yeah. oh, yeah. I'll probably check it out, man. Oh, yeah. You know, mm. you know, yeah, absolutely, man, for sure. And <clears throat> cool to see uh, Indian representation in film. Mm-hmm. Not a very popular thing before. Definitely. Yeah. Mindy was uh, really holding it down. Mindy Kaling really had to hold it, hold it down for a few years there. Yep. Yeah. Who played? Did you see Johnny Five? Who is the guy that played in, in the Johnny robot Five. movie in the eighties? I don't know. Oh man, your audience. Robot is like, movie in the eighties. It was like the robot was called Johnny Five. I don't even know if that's the movie's called. It's Indian face though. The, the like the scientist that creates of it's like some uh, like guy playing an Indian character. Oh yeah, I don't know. I think I mean. There's still so much racism in movies, but at least we're moving <laughs> further and further into a yeah, you know, maybe not fully perfect world still, but uh, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll we're that. seeing more and more representation. So <laughs> yeah, both, for uh, sure. I mean, what? Uh, uh, not Rami Malek, but Freddie Mercury was Indian, mm-hmm. so it's cool to see at least a very famous Indian story. I think but he was uh, from Pakistan was he Pakistan? I'm oh, sure. I think you're right. Yeah, I'm sorry they, about they, that. they do talk about that. I mean, obviously they talk about that in the movie. Which yeah, is yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he does come from uh, Britain, yeah. occupied, Colony, yeah, yeah, For which sure. I thought was kind of interesting. So obviously, very famous. Uh, we'll just say Middle Eastern or uh, yeah. uh, Asian uh, on a grander scale. We'll just say <laughs> a very famous Asian story, but it is nice to see it on a representat- represented in film. Oh, yeah. And that's sure. kind of what I'm interested in, blinded by the light. Not as much the music as I am, just kind of the story itself. Yeah, and about kind of the. Uh, Indian or Pakistan. I don't know the stories. Indian or Pakistan. I'm not sure. But I mean, the. the to see that being represented in, in. And the struggle of that group of people living in England. Yeah. To see that represented will be really interesting. Definitely. Well, I mean, With a nice soundtrack. You yeah. know? And I mean, yesterday has the same thing. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm sure it's the same, it's sure the same it exact thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's good stuff, man. Yeah. There's great. Like we said at the beginning, man, there's great music and movies. Uh, I don't know if I'm wrapping this up or not, but I'm just going to segue into it. whatever <laughs> else needs to happen. Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me, we're drinking beer on this episode. Because uh, we ain't driving today, folks. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, there's there's great representation and there's bad representation. But on a great, greater scale, I mean, I could just list off a bunch of movies, you know, that just, mm. just miss. But I don't want to list it because I just want to – I'm trying to move further just in my personal life, just not trying to trash yeah. things. 
anymore. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I hate so many things in this world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just try to ignore them rather than uh, rather than really highlight them. I feel like that's a better way to uh, critique those movies is just by not doing it at all. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, even like, because what's interesting is we have spent this whole episode talking about me- movies about music. Yeah. But none of them are musicals. No, we could talk about musicals. That's a whole other thing, yeah. man. Yeah, Which, yeah, it's it's because it's there's I there's such musicals. a there's such a complex yeah. relation. I love. Do you musicals. like? What's your favorite musical? Oof, that's tricky. I love Singing in the Rain. I love La La Land. La La Land never is saw it. So good. Never that's one of my all time favorites too. Good cast. It's, so I'd probably it's like incredible. It. It's incredible. Yeah, I like, probably like. Um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I love you know we talked about Fred Astaire earlier. Yeah. I loved I love Top Hat. Ultimate celebrities, um, man. Yeah, I mean. Uh, the um, oh Jacques Demy French musicals like Umbrellas of Cherbourg, okay, and the Young Girls of Rochefort. Look, those are uh, really yeah. good. What's the one that Aubrey Hepburn did? Funny Face, right? Not uh, the one that has like some jazz club in France, and there's like a really amazing like maybe n- choreographed number because she started in like ballet, I think. Probably yeah. So it's really cool to that yeah. she actually very few movies she got to like dance in yeah and i think funny face is the movie okay and like she really got to like shine in that one yeah probably favorite audrey hepburn nice funny face yeah i took a uh i took a musicals class at uh the flint institute of art i shouldn't say i hate musicals because now i'm thinking there's a few i like yeah (laughs) Yeah, there's so many good ones like like, new musicals i'm just not interested i like them like in that era of like the heyday of musicals yeah i like a lot of those oklahoma's great I've never seen that one it's pretty good because i like westerns so (laughs) it's nice to see kind of (laughs) two two genres i one I really, really like, and one I'm like cool with, you know, to right, see yeah. represented or not represented, but just see the melting of melting pot of those two. But yeah, I mean, I just think that the fact that we haven't, you know, did we you haven't see, been talking about musicals just kind of see Rocket Man. No, I did not. I know. I don't, again, I'll, I'll watch it when it's streaming. Yeah. Um, but I love Elton John. I'm curious to see that because mm-hmm. I feel like that's the best way to do a biopic right now is to do it as a musical. Oh yeah. Um. Because let's face it, Bohemian Rhapsody, there's no new Queen stories we're going to hear, really. We know all the Queen stories. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, then they're out. I mean, I think it was Pitchfork put it best. You just need to read the Wikipedia page for Queen and you got the movie. Yeah. I think Rocket Man, yeah, we all know all the Elton John stories, uh, musically or non. Uh, So it's cool to see. So it's nice to see the kind of the, hopefully accurately depicting his life or something, or or at least uh, a certain, you know, few years of his career. Yeah. it's a nice kind of breath of fresh air to let's let's do it, but let's do it as a musical. Yeah, like an interesting way to tell the same story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So awesome. Yeah. So we we how long we been going? An hour. Nice, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we. I mean, we pretty much yeah covered everything I covered, that I wanted yeah. to talk about. So that's yeah. I had. I think a, I shared every one of my opinions, and then some I didn't even know I had. <laughs> yeah, like like musicals. Right. Yeah. Once, <laughs> once the once the mics are hot, you know, it's all bets are off. Oh yeah, yeah. Now this so, is podcasting. Yeah. Now this is podcast. Now this is pod. I'll try spinning. That's a good trick. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just do like dumb voices the rest? Of, just do another half hour of me just doing riffs. <laughs> oh, do like Robin Williams. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> just doing that into the microphone. <laughs> We got nowhere to go. We're gonna do a campfire. We're gonna cook some some hot dogs later. We got nothing. We gotta let's do some more episodes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, yeah we're, we're gonna we're gonna do another episode. Um, so make sure you tune in next week for that. Can I get my credentials? Um, yeah, absolutely. Let's. Where where? I mean, you don't have social media, so right. So. Uh, if I'm in your area and you're swiping through Tinder, <laughs> <laughs> please swipe right or swipe left. 
I'll talk. I'll ask for your social security number. <laughs> It'll be a good go. time. Yeah. Um, I wrote a book. So if any of uh, our your audience or today my audience too <laughs> uh, has any hookups in the uh, literary world, hit me up. My email is mikemetcalf91 at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> send them an that's email. old school. That's the yeah. that's OG social media, man. Oh, yeah. Send yeah. me a letter. Electronic mail. Yeah, yeah. Send yeah, exactly. <laughs> um other than that, that's it. Oh, oh, actually I can give him my band camp. Oh yeah, there you go. That'd be a good one to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let me just look Being it up. A musician and all. Being a musician and all. <laughs> I should really promote my music sometimes. Yeah, I write, this is the time for you to shamelessly plug your I music. know, I know. Um I know I do the theme song for this show, mm-hmm. but uh, if you want to hear some more kind of John Prine-esque stuff, I do kind of storytellers, singer-songwriter stuff. It's m-metcalf.bandcamp.com. That's m-m-e-t-c-a-l-f.bandcamp.com. I have like two EPs out. Hopefully a third one soon. Cool, cool. Yeah, and then uh, as always, I'm at Hell of a Thing Pod on Twitter. Um, hellofathing.com is back up and running and you can see some Woo-hoo. of mike's old uh music reviews on there <laughs> they'll they'll be there read them they're good <laughs> um but yeah at hell of a thing pod on twitter or at i'm at nova scotia on instagram and twitter um but yeah just uh drop a line let us know what you think and tune back in next week for us to discuss penelope spheris's the decline of western civilization trilogy Bre- Talking films with your host Kirk and whatever else just might come up. The popcorn's gone, the beers are empty, the pod's over now, it's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing.